Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your afternoon is off to a fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including one of the only visits. The winningest coach in the history of the Carolina Panthers has made on radio anywhere in the Carolinas since his dismissal by Panthers owner David Tepper late last year. You may remember him as a two-time NFL Coach of the Year. You may have celebrated him as the winningest coach in the history of the Panthers. Maybe you saw the press conference at the beginning of this month when he was introduced as the brand new head coach of another franchise that has a lot of fans across the great state of North Carolina. Yes, Ron Rivera, head coach of the Washington Redskins. He joined us regularly during his nine years as the leader of the Panthers. He joins us in about 10 minutes right out of the gate today as our Super Bowl 54 analyst of the day from the coaching ranks. There are only 32 of those guys in the NFL. Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan are a little bit busy. So are many of the others. Ron Rivera joins us in about 10 minutes or so. We'll talk about him and his wife Stephanie and their relocation to D.C. A Redskins town, even though, of course, they celebrated the Capitals Stanley Cup championship in hockey just two years ago. The Nationals World Series title, even more recently. The Wizards of the NBA and other things. As a product of Philadelphia, another great pro sports town with a lot of teams to root for, I have since birth heard D.C. described as, even when those others are doing well, a Redskins town. To what degree over about 30 days have Ron and Stephanie Rivera been able to experience that? I imagine he's fairly recognizable around and about at dinner and otherwise in D.C. We'll get Ron Rivera in his own words on, of course, Chiefs against the 49ers. Kansas City is a one-point favorite, as you know. Super Bowl 54 is only three days away. Ron Rivera, of course, led your Carolina Panthers into Super Bowl 50, Super Bowl 50, 5-0 just four years ago. They fell to the Broncos. We'll ask him about the matchup. You know the outline. Kansas City has the better quarterback. Kansas City has the better skill players. Kansas City is the Vegas favorite by a point or a point and a half, wherever you may bet. San Francisco is better almost everywhere else, including the offensive line, the defensive line, defensive back, and otherwise. We will talk football with Ron Rivera. We'll talk about a little life as well. I wonder if amidst all of the disappointment of being fired by the Panthers and the relocation and the in-between, did he and Stephanie – feel what I thought was a lot of love from Panthers Nation. Some guys are run out of town, and not very nicely so. The ownership under David Tepper treated Ron Rivera with grace and dignity. Ron Rivera has been an example of those things for the entire decade plus we've known him. I remember when he was a coach as an assistant for my Philadelphia Eagles way back when, former player with the Bears, of course. Did he and Stephanie, in the midst of that tornado personally, feel the love did they feel the difference between the usual coaching dismissal, which can be angry and almost good riddance in the eyes of many fans? Could they tell that this was different, that they were beloved by many in our backyard? We'll find out when Ron Rivera joins us in less than 10 minutes. Charles Davis 
from the NFL on Fox, also the Madden video game franchise, one of the best in the business every Sunday afternoon. He'll join us in hour number three. Darren Gant, more football also in hour three. And yes, we'll get to other things as well. It's a good day to be a tennis fan. The Australian Open is coming down the stretch, and a 21-year-old American has a chance to make history in the women's singles final. She just took out the number one seed who happens to be from Australia. In the Australian Open, not easy to do, 21-year-old American Sophia Kennan has a chance to take a Grand Slam title. She had never even been past the round of 16 in any other Grand Slam event she has played. She may be the winner soon of the Australian Open. Meanwhile, one of the best ever, Novak Djokovic, is on his way, perhaps, to Grand Slam singles title number 17. Only Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal have more than that. We'll get to college basketball, of course. Last night's games were not as tasty, perhaps, as the Wolfpack Tar Heel matchup of Monday or even the Jeff Capel Coach K reunion when Pitt played Duke this week as well. But you got to see some of the teams that, for example, NC State hosts Louisville this Saturday in Raleigh. Louisville went to Boston College last night and actually looked vulnerable, the Cardinals. Number six in the nation, but it took them a long time to shake off the Eagles of Boston College, who are near the bottom of the standings in terms of overall record. Can the Wolfpack get another signature victory with the number six Louisville Cardinals visiting Raleigh on Saturday? Meanwhile, BC put up a, such a good fight that you might not just assume that Carolina, playing better under Roy Williams, our guest earlier this week, you might not want to just assume that the Tar Heels will beat Boston College when the Eagles visit the uh, Carolina and the Smith Center on Saturday night. Duke will visit Syracuse. Good friend versus good friend. Hall of Famer versus Hall of Famer. Mike Krzyzewski and the top 10 Blue Devils visiting a Syracuse team that is near the NCAA tournament bubble and would probably go from the wrong side of that fence to the right side if they could knock off the number nine Blue Devils up at the Carrier Dome. We will look forward to Sunday and Super Bowl 54, including with Ron Rivera on the other side, Charles Davis and Darren Gant later. We'll look forward to Saturday, mostly when it comes to college basketball matchups. Later in today's program, we will give away... I said it's a great time to be a football fan, a great time to be a tennis fan, a great time to be a college basketball fan. It's a great time to be a DG Show listener. We'll be giving away two lower-level tickets to tomorrow night's game against Vegas as the Canes return to the ice after the long NHL All-Star break. At some point today, someone will be the winner of those two, two lower-level tickets. Vegas at the Canes tomorrow night. It'll be Vancouver at the Canes on Sunday afternoon. We're already sending a bunch of you to that one. Tune in for some trivia later if you want to win the hockey tickets. The NBA is also in the headlines. We'll get to that. Vanessa Bryant, Kobe's widow, mother of his four daughters, made her first public statement late yesterday since the death of Kobe and their daughter Gigi. Also, they're one week from the trade deadline in the NBA. We'll get to that. Some believe Chris Paul could be on the move to a team and a contender that needs a point guard after playing so well as a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And according to Adrian Wojnarski and Bobby Marks, our guests from ESPN, there is bad news for the NBA in terms of revenues and the salary cap is going to have to go down next year as a result. That does not happen often. If you remember the China controversy of earlier in the season, that 
has been a huge part of the revenue decline. We'll talk about those NBA, college basketball, Australian Open, Carolina Hurricanes, and other headlines later. We have a whole lot, of course, on Super Bowl 54. He is the winningest coach in the history of the Carolina Panthers. He is a two-time NFL Coach of the Year. He does now represent those Washington Redskins. Did he and his wife, Stephanie, feel the love even through the disappointment of his dismissal by David Tepper of the Charlotte Panthers. We'll find out when Ron Rivera previews 49ers Chiefs and the rest of Super Bowl 54 and talks life, sports, football, and the Redskins with us next on the David Glenn Show. Jerome Robinson, are you a hugger or a handshake guy? H how does it work if Adam Silver is waiting for you? I really don't know. I, I hope it's not awkward. <laughs> um, you know, I hope it's not like a hand-to-hug-to-hand to hand kind of thing, but I don't know. I might just mess around and just hug him. No hands. I think he's so. a hugger. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Our next guest is a gentleman that I enjoyed introducing as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers for nine years running. I still get to call him a two-time NFL coach of the year. We still get to call him the winningest coach in the history of the Carolina Panthers. It does hurt me a little as I bring Ron Rivera back into the David Glenn Show and describe him as the Washington Redskins head coach. It doesn't hurt him. Coach, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm doing great, DG. It's always good to talk with you. Thank you, man. Hey, tell us this. I've been around for 30-plus years in the state of North Carolina. I have seen a lot of coaching changes. A lot of times, like, the fans are chasing the coach out of town with pitchforks in, like, an angry mob. <laughs> and yet, somehow, I hope that amidst the tornado and maybe some disappointment for you as you're turning the page, could you and Stephanie notice and appreciate the just mountain of love that was sent your way even at a difficult time? Uh, very much so. We really did. I mean, we were so fortunate to have been in, in, in Carolina, so fortunate to have been in Charlotte for that matter. Um, the fan base there was tremendous throughout their entire region. And, um, you know, when, when the change was made, and, you know, we said goodbye, the, the people came out, and, and, and it really doesn't surprise us because that really truly is about the Southern hospitality, and, and, and we were so grateful for our time. We really were, and, 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 and honestly, Charlotte will always have a special place in our hearts. Ron Rivera with us. Follow Coach Still on Twitter at RiverboatRonHC, introduced at the beginning of this month as the new head coach of the Washington Redskins. So you're 58 years old. I still think of you as a young guy. But if I remember correctly, <laughs> Coach, this is like 23 straight years in the NFL. And I read that after a month, basically, out of a job, I don't know if Stephanie got tired of seeing you at home, but you're still getting up at 4.45 a.m. most days. And what, a month got you antsy and you just needed to get back in this quickly? It really did. You know, when I first got out of football from playing, um, I, I, I didn't have the regimen in my life that I had had for for um, for something like 15 years, having played all high school and, and college and, and NFL. And so I just didn't have that anymore, and, and, and I needed it, so I got into coaching. As I went through coaching, um, and, and this that really was the only real break I've ever had was I had that four weeks. Well, I had no, I had no, no regimen. I had no direction. Um, and I, I personally was getting antsy. Um, Stephanie, all she did was kept putting me to work. Every time I turned around to get in the morning, she'd give me a list of things, the quote unquote, honey, do list. Every, every day there was a hundred. Ron, you got to do this. Ron, take this over here. Hey, Ron, 
I mean, I, 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 so honestly, I couldn't wait to get back to work. <laughs> I love it. Ron Rivera is joining us, the head coach of the Washington Redskins. Some have called, as you know, and you addressed this at your first press conference, Washington has been like a coach's graveyard. So how do you describe, whether it's Panthers fans in our statewide audience wondering or NFL fans more generally here during Super Bowl week, what specifically made that job and this timing and these circumstances right for you and Stephanie and your family? Well, you know, David, if you remember, the one question I got was, what are you looking for for your next job? And I said, fit. And what I meant by that is everything kind of that a coach always hopes for, and that is to, 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 to have, have a lot of input in the roster to have a lot of input in the way things are going to be done, uh, have a working relationship with the owner, um, having a working relationship with specific aspects of the organization, then having a young roster of, 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 of guys that, that, that were, were starting to develop early on. And that was one of the things that I saw the more and more I looked at this roster, more and more I looked at tape um, and, and physically looking at the roster on paper. You know, seeing that these are these are guys that were in their first, second, third years that are playing a lot of football, the the the, the veteran leadership that was on this team, um, you know, it, it was a young group, and so now I'm looking at this going, wow, these guys have played a lot of football. So even though they're first, second, and third year players, they're experienced guys that can really start to learn and develop. And if we can get them going in the right direction, we have a chance. The big thing, the thing that one of the things that myself and Mr. Schneider talked about was culture, culture was coming in and developing a culture. Well, that was one of the things that we did when I first got to Carolina was we talked about yeah. culture. And, 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 and Mr. Richardson supported me in developing this culture. Well, that's what I'm getting from this owner here. Mr. Mr. Snyder's been very good about the things that I've talked about in terms of developing this culture. 49ers Chiefs on Sunday. Ron Rivera is kind of our guest analyst, but we have not talked to him since his coaching change, and we wanted to pick his brain on some personal things as well. One more of those, Coach. I grew up in Philly, and I know you know that professional <laughs> sports town. Uh, I rooted yeah. for you when you were coaching for the Eagles back in the day. Uh, you know that city. They love their Phillies. They love their Eagles. They love yes, their they Sixers. Do. They love their Flyers. I've always heard Washington, D.C. described, even though the Capitals just won the Stanley Cup a couple years ago, the Nationals uh -huh. just won the World Series, you know the deal, the Wizards of the NBA, other pro sports options. Everybody has said for essentially my lifetime, that is a Redskins town. Can you and or Stephanie see or feel that, even though you've only been there for basically 30 days? Yes. We can, um, you know, we go out to dinner and the folks come up, you know, just like they did in Carolina, very respectful talk about the, the, the Redskins. There's a lot of history. This team was founded in 1932. Yeah. So again, you know, like my time in Chicago, there was a lot of history to that. Well, there's a lot of history. Team. We've got to be able to get those fans, that fan base back, get them back to being behind us, get them back to being in the stands and supporting this football team. And, and everywhere we've gone, when we've, when Stephanie and I have been together, going out to dinner, going out house hunting, um, you know, going out shopping, we've had folks tell us, gosh, you know, we're, we're looking for something, Coach. We're hoping for something. And, and, and so, you know, what we have to do is go out and do our job. We've got to go out and get this team in position to win football games. And so I've been very fortunate that we have truly felt it. Way back in the day when you were in between playing and coaching, I know you were a media member for a while. So let's turn you briefly back into that. You're our Super Bowl analyst. You took the Carolina Panthers, of course, to Super Bowl 50. Do you believe, Coach, that there is a right and wrong way to coach 
leading up to that, you know, or during that two-week break before the Super Bowl, or does it just come down to good old-fashioned execution on game day like any other game? I think it's about execution more so than anything else. You can game plan, put everything you want, everything you believe, put it into position. But the hard part about it is, is as you as you do put those into into position, and now it's going to be about the execution. You know, you've got to make sure the things that you've done give your your players the best chance to win. And then once you do that, okay, once you do that, now the guys have to go out and execute. It's twofold: the week of preparation and practice, but on Sunday, it's all what happens between the lines. When you first saw that it was going to be the Chiefs versus the 49ers, what did your football brain say about the most significant part of that matchup? Well, really, it's just hoping to see uh, Coach Reed get, get his Super Bowl victory. Yeah. You know, I, I know it's a tough task. It's a good, good Chiefs team, but it's also a good, good 49ers team coached by Kyle Shanahan. I mean, this, this, is, this I think, is really a, a classic matchup of two, two completely different styles of football. So it should be, one of those, to me, one of those really good games. It should come down to the fourth quarter and what happens in the later parts of the game. You and Andy Reid are actually two guys that I don't know you personally. We don't have dinner together, but I've been around you both enough to, that you're easy to root for, likable guys. And he happens to be, Coach, the sixth winningest coach in the history of the NFL, and the five guys in front of him not only have either a Super Bowl or back in the day an NFL championship, but multiple. Um, what do you make of that? I mean, from a coach's perspective, don't you admire a guy's body of work, even if he ends in, up in that, you know, best golfer without a major type category, best coach without a Super Bowl ring? Absolutely. Because, again, if you go back and you look at the great ones that have been there, remember the great Buffalo Bill team yeah. that didn't win a Super Bowl and got there four times in a row? I mean, so you sit there and you go, you know, does that make Marv Levy just an average coach? No, it just it makes him a great coach. It just unfortunately didn't win his Super Bowl. Um, and 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 you know, and again, I think the sentimental favorite for going into this game is is yeah. Andy Reid. I think there's enough people that are hoping that coach gets his, his Super Bowl win. As a former linebacker, would you pick the 49ers roster with that line and that secondary and that running game and defense? Or if you could only pick one or the other, would you pick the weapons of Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey? I mean, that's the that's the debate, right? You talked about two different styles. Yeah, Everybody seems is. to say the Niners have the better A to Z roster, but the Chiefs have the better offensive weapons by a significant margin, maybe. Uh, but the thing I always tell everybody is you got to be careful because defensively, you know, the team that has played well defensively, you know, has also been, you look at what, what they've done, the Chiefs, their defense has played a little bit better, uh, especially the last seven, uh, six, seven, eight weeks of the season. So I, I think I really do think it's going to come down to one thing more so than anything else, and that is what style of game is going to be played. Does the 49ers' ability to run the ball take over the game, or does the explosiveness of, of, of Kansas City force this to be a high-scoring game? His name is Ron Rivera, two-time NFL Coach of the Year, winningest coach in the history of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, as I thank you for your time, Coach, any last message to our statewide audience given, you know, almost a decade here? And I just want to tell you, thanks for doing this. Uh, you, were, well, I, you were the epitome of grace and class for, for your nine years here, and I really admire that. Well, the biggest thing I can always, you know, like I say, DG is, is, you know, from Stephanie and I, just thank you. Thank you to all the the, the, the Panther fans that, that, that were in the region that supported us while we were there. and Really do appreciate everything, especially the Southern hospitality. Well done, Coach. Thanks for the visit, man. Enjoy Super Bowl weekend. We will. All right. Appreciate it, DG. You got it. Ron Rivera on Twitter at RiverboatRonHC. I believe it was the first day of this month.
where he was announced as the Washington Redskins head coach after almost nine full seasons at the helm of your Carolina Panthers. He did win more games in that capacity with our state's NFL team than anybody else ever. little breakdown of 49ers versus Chiefs in Super Bowl 54 on Sunday night. Fox has the call. And in case you didn't know, Ron Rivera did some TV work way back in the day. I mean, I think he would be good had he chosen to turn the page. He would have been a great analyst. At 58 years old, he made crystal clear right from the start, I want another job. And, and he was, of the guys fired, he's the only one that got a head coaching job right away. I believe the others who got fired already do have new jobs as a coordinator in the NFL or as an assistant coach otherwise in the NFL. Ron Rivera is the one and only one who resurfaced very quickly as a head coach. That is a tribute to two-time NFL head coach of the year. That is a tribute and a reflection of winningest coach in the history of the Carolina Panthers. That's a, a reflection of taking a team to the Super Bowl, not in ancient history. That was only four years ago. And he had, you know, obviously multiple playoff teams during his time in Charlotte. His wife, Stephanie, is an absolute hoot, funny person, a warm person. They're a great couple. They were great representatives of our state, of our NFL franchise. Ron Rivera on Twitter at RiverboatRonHC. More on the matchup. I earlier today read Bill Barnwell of ESPN. He did a game preview. It might have been the longest game preview I have ever read of any game in any sport, ever. He is a deep-dive kind of NFL writer, and he dissected this matchup from every angle you could possibly imagine. He did offer a prediction at the end of the novel. I mean, it didn't have quite as many pages as Moby Dick, uh, but it was not far off, at least by online sports writer sports writer standards more on that matchup his prediction my prediction probably yours as well more college basketball the nba australian open carolina hurricanes one day away from returning to the ice after the long nhl all-star break you can be next with your question or comment 1-800-849-2761 still to come charles davis nfl on fox analyst also one of the voices you hear on the Madden video game franchise, one of our favorites all season on the NFL. We'll dive deeper into the 49ers-Chiefs matchup. Darren Gant is going to be with us as well. He knows the Panthers. He knows the NFL. Find his work at NBC Sports and ProFootballTalk.com. As you might guess, we are football heavy three days before Super Bowl 54, but we'll mix in some college hoops and those other things too. 1-800-849-2761. We're glad you're with us on the David Glenn Show. Roy Williams, welcome yeah. back to the David Glenn Show. Last year, two chains came walking by, and he reached his hand yeah. down and uh, shook my hand and said, two chains. And about five seconds after he walked away, I said, I missed a great opportunity. I should have said three rings. <laughs> Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Appreciate Ron Rivera for dropping by. It's been a while since his dismissal in Charlotte. I believe he's done only one or two radio appearances since that day. We're honored and appreciative that he chose to join our statewide platform today. 
Super Bowl 54 analyst, if you will, but also some personal stuff about transplanting with his wife, Stephanie, to Washington, D.C. Maybe I'll ask you the question that I asked him. Isn't it interesting that an NFL head coach, there's only 32, two of them are busy in South Florida preparing their teams for the Super Bowl. Chiefs a one-point favorite or one-and-a-half, depending on where you go, over the 49ers. Isn't it interesting that I ask a coach, what was the first thing you thought of? What is for you as an NFL fan when you saw Chiefs 49ers, and now that you've had more time to digest it, maybe you're a former football player, maybe you're a current football coach at a different level. When I asked Ron Rivera the first thing he thought, I, I thought, thought maybe – he would talk about Patrick Mahomes. I thought maybe he would talk about the 49ers defense. He's a former linebacker. He's a former defensive coordinator. I thought he might get a little X and O on us. Instead, he went more sentimental on us. You can chime in with your answer to that question of the day. What's the first thing you think of when you think about this matchup? Some say that the number one area where the 49ers defense showed some vulnerability, despite being really, really good during the regular season, is running plays by the opposing quarterback. That's something a coach might say, right? Even the greatest defenses I've been a part of, DG, as a Bears linebacker, as a coordinator, as an NFL head coach, sometimes you can't account for the agile quarterback and every wide receiver is covered and every running lane gap is filled but you can't x and o your way out of patrick mahomes making something out of nothing thought my, maybe ron rivera would say something like that flip the coin what's the number one weakness for the kansas city chiefs as we welcome your calls and i'll give you some quick college basketball notes hurricanes tickets giveaway a little bit later with vegas in town and the canes coming off their all-star break a long one in their case 10 games 10 days between games back at pnc arena tomorrow night and sunday afternoon we're sending a bunch of you to both games the number one weakness for the chiefs unfortunately and I mean anywhere on the Kansas City roster. The number one weakness for the Chiefs, and Bill Barnwell's article at ESPN, I'm telling you, is the deepest dive I've ever seen for a Super Bowl. I just kept scrolling down and scrolling down and scrolling down and scrolling down, and some of what he wrote reinforced my initial impressions, X's and O's, or I, my first thought was actually Ron Rivera's first thought. More the sentimental, I hope Andy Reid gets his ring. I'm aware of the narrative around him. As a coach myself... Ron Rivera's example was Marv Levy, Buffalo Bills. He wasn't a great coach just because he got to the Super Bowl four times and lost all four. Well, what about the greatness it took to get your teams there four times? That's how coaches think. Many more fans will pile on and say, well, you never won the big one. How great could you possibly be? Almost all coaches, you can call it standing up for the fraternity or whatever you want. Almost all coaches I've ever met in any sport do it the Ron Rivera way. Andy Reid's a great coach whether or not he wins on Sunday night against San Francisco. But X and O wise, and he did get a little bit into that when we asked him, the number one weakness for the Kansas City Chiefs, unfortunately for KC, corresponds with something the San Francisco 49ers do really, really well. Do you know what it is? One thing the Chiefs can't do, and this does not take a rocket scientist diving into the numbers deep dive style. The Chiefs, have a good running offense. They have a great passing offense. They have a pretty good passing defense. They were bottom five in the National Football League in some of the run defense categories. 
bottom five in the league, and they're one of the two still standing. What is one of the things the 49ers do best? They ran it so well in this year's playoffs that they had to ask Jimmy Garoppolo to throw the ball only eight times. Not eight completions, eight passing attempts. That's not in a 1920 NFL playoff game. It is 2020. It's all about throwing the ball around and protecting your quarterback and harassing the other quarterback and throwing it into those little windows and passing accuracy and dynamic quarterbacks and Lamar Jackson as the dual threat with the Ravens this year and Patrick Mahomes as last year's MVP. The 49ers won in dominating fashion while asking their own quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, to throw the ball only eight times. If the number one weakness for the Kansas City Chiefs, and statistically, again, it is true, it's run defense, matches with one of the things the 49ers do best, y'all can see this script unfolding, right? The dream scenario for San Francisco is for Patrick Mahomes to spend a lot of time holding a clipboard and watching from the sidelines. Nobody disagrees that he's a dynamic playmaker. What's scary for the 49ers because of that other X and O observation I mentioned, the number one area of the Niners' defense, mostly awesome through the regular season and the playoffs, running plays by the opposing quarterback. You know who they had trouble with? Arizona. They play the Arizona Cardinals, not a great team, twice every year. Same division, right? Kyler Murray, rookie quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. Okay, passer as a rookie. Certainly a great athlete, even as a first-year NFL player. Kyler Murray's legs bothered the otherwise dominant San Francisco 49ers defense a lot. Matt Ryan had rushing yards for the Falcons against the 49ers as Atlanta beat San Fran in the regular season, as we discussed with Voice of the Falcons, West Durham, yesterday. The 49ers are dominant on the line. The 49ers, thanks to Richard Sherman and others, are dominant in the secondary. They're not as good at linebacker but they have been vulnerable to running plays by the quarterback. Patrick Mahomes, remember that 30-plus yard tap dance down the sidelines for a rushing touchdown? you got to be really athletic. Not necessarily Lamar Jackson athletic, but you've got to have something way beyond your golden arm to tap dance down the sidelines against an NFL defense for 30-plus yards and get into the end zone, spinning and diving along the way. Patrick Mahomes, of course, is front and center, no doubt about it, the number one reason the Chiefs can win this game. The 49ers do a lot of things really, really well. Travis Kelsey is one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Guess what the Niners do about as well as anybody? Defend opposing tight ends. Many of the arrows point in the direction of the San Francisco 49ers, as Ron Rivera laid out for us. Which area of vulnerability? Maybe the biggest difference... I've discovered in 30-plus years of covering sports, one of the biggest differences between how coaches view sports and how fans view sports. One of the biggest differences. Fans, I would say, spend 90% of their time thinking about what Team A does well. Coaches spend a huge chunk of their time examining what the weak link is in the other team's chain. Fans, oh, my quarterback, oh, my running back, oh, my, my lockdown corner, my pass-rushing defensive end, etc. Coaches, of course, they see the same things. What do my guys do best and how can we elevate that? But they spend way more time than fans. Who is the linebacker or the safety or the corner 
who we don't think can cover this guy if we get this matchup? Who is the defensive end who needs two blockers? And who's the guy that we can get away with blocking only one-on-one? They're looking for the weak link in the chain. The Niners don't have many. The Chiefs' run defense is a clear-cut one. Kyle Shanahan's pursuit of a weak link in the chain doesn't require anything more than an average fan could tell him. The Chiefs don't stop the run very well. You have a guy named Raheem Mostert that nobody even knew who he was four months ago, and he ran for 200-plus yards because your offensive line is so good. Maybe you can do that to the Chiefs, keeping Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. I think Andy Reid's job is a lot more complicated than that. Yes, I have Travis Kelsey, but the Niners cover tight ends as well as anybody in the NFL. Yes, I have Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins and other skill position players, but the 49ers with Richard Sherman in the back as a cover guy and with Bosa and others on the pass rush, those are not weak links at all. Maybe he can find it with the 49ers linebackers, but Andy, to me, Andy Reid's journey here, highlighting the weak link in the other team's chain is a lot more complicated. Kyle Shanahan knew it probably 10 days ago, knows it now, and is game planning for it on Sunday night. The Chiefs were bottom five in the NFL in many run defense categories. The 49ers run it well with Mostert and when healthy others. That's the starting point for trying to figure out who's going to win Super Bowl 54. If you're the Chiefs and you can't slow that down, it's going to be a long day. If you're the Chiefs and you can figure out a way to just limit that and force Jimmy Garoppolo to have to beat you with his arm, you have a chance, especially because... You have Patrick Mahomes as the better QB, and you have some of the best skill players in the NFL surrounding him on that side of the ball. 1-800-849-2761. What's the first thing you think about when it comes to the matchup or the narratives? My first answer to the narrative question is Ron Rivera's. It's about Andy Reid and his place in NFL history. My starting point for the X and O question is that 49ers running game because the Chiefs don't have many weak links. But that is that run defense is absolutely positively atop the list. Have you all ever seen a couple get engaged at a sporting event? Maybe as shown on the Jumbotron in the baseball stadium or the arena or otherwise. Super Bowl 54 offers for one couple a next level example of incorporating sports into your engagement and your wedding ceremony and your honeymoon. Wait till you hear this story unfolding in South Florida leading up to Super Bowl 54. Your phone calls, college hoops, NFL, NBA, Australian Open, Carolina Hurricanes, free tickets later. You can join us with your question or comment on the other side. Charles Davis and Darren Gant will add to our NFL coverage later. You can join us now, 1-800-849-2761 on The David Glenn Show. The head devil David Cutcliffe. You guys have a unique ability to, to just do it right. You know, all the fans are always going to defend their programs, and they should. Sometimes we all make somebody in another program mad or angry, but you guys are very fair to everybody. The David Glenn Show. Uh, 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 
Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Chris and Raleigh wants in on Super Bowl 54. Others on college basketball. Later, we'll give away Carolina Hurricanes hockey tickets. Home versus Vegas tomorrow night. Home versus Vancouver Sunday afternoon. Plenty of time to get home for the Super Bowl if you attend that one at PNC Arena. Long all-star break was over for other teams a couple days ago. Not over, really, I guess, until tomorrow night against the Golden Knights. Your Canes in playoff position as we speak. More on those topics and that giveaway a little bit later. Chris and Raleigh once in on Super Bowl 54. Ron Rivera of the Washington Redskins, former head coach of your Carolina Panthers, just dropped by. I will give you one thing I promised as we come to your calls. What is the first thing you think of when you think about the matchup awaiting us on Sunday night, Chiefs and 49ers, it is a one to two point differential in the eyes of Vegas. Almost everybody sees it as a relatively even matchup. And the money and the predictions are largely divided. First, sentimental angle I thought of, Andy Reid, his pursuit of a Super Bowl ring. Same thing Ron Rivera told us he thought of when he first realized it was going to be Chiefs against the 49ers. First X and O matchup, as we go to Chris and Raleigh and you, 1-800-849-2761. The 49ers are really good at running it, and the Chiefs are not very good at stopping the run, although, as Ron Rivera said, they have gotten better defensively lately. Have you ever seen a couple get engaged at a sporting event? Maybe as shown on a stadium jumbotron. Super Bowl 54, as we come to your calls, for one couple offers a next-level example of incorporating sports into their engagement and their wedding ceremony and their honeymoon. If anybody in our statewide listening audience can incorporate more sports themes into their marital relationship, I'd love to hear your story today because wait till you hear these, t these details surrounding Mackenzie and Jordan Bingelli. They are Buffalo Bills fans. The long story short is we come to your calls, and I'll give you more details as the show comes along. Their first date was at a Bills football game. It was more than 11 years ago. All right, we all know a number of people where something like that might apply. Maybe an ACC basketball game, maybe around here college football, maybe a Hurricanes hockey game. Maybe you go see the Panthers or the Hornets in Charlotte. Okay, that's just getting the ball rolling. Mackenzie and Jordan, first date, Bills versus Chargers, 2008, more than 11 years ago. Their engagement also happened, Jumbotron style, at a Buffalo Bills home game. Now we're getting into more unusual territory here. But wait, there's more. The Buffalo Bills had a contest allowing somebody to get married at halftime of this September's Bills-Patriots game in Buffalo. 1,400 couples applied to be the winner. Mackenzie and Jordan Bengeli were the winners and not only got married at halftime of this year's Bills-Patriots game, the officiant at the wedding was a former Buffalo Bills defensive lineman. Taking the theme one more step. It went so well that the Pagula family, who owned the Buffalo Bills, they were so impressed by a couple that started to become famous in the Buffalo area. Mackenzie, rather than wearing the last name on the back of her Bills jersey, wore simply the name where your last name would go, the word bride. And she would walk around with her now or soon, yeah, now husband, Jordan, who instead of having Bengali, his last name on the back of his Bills jersey, he would just go by groom. 
and everybody would notice. Oh, cute. They're both wearing Bills jerseys. They're holding hands. One says bride, one says groom. The Bills were so impressed that their honeymoon gift to the couple that got married on their field was two tickets to Super Bowl 54. The bride and the groom said that friends tempted them to sell their tickets. You could easily, they said, wipe out most, if not all, of their college student debt. You know, those tickets, I know what those cost. I went to Patriots-Eagles a couple years ago up in Minneapolis. On the secondary market, man, you're, you're out for at least ten grand for a pair of tickets. And it could get a lot higher than that. Maybe that would have wiped out their college debt. They said that would not have felt right. It would not have been right, even though their beloved Buffalo Bills are nowhere near Super Bowl 54. They will be there in person. They are not treating that as their only honeymoon, but South Florida seemed like a great fit for them to celebrate their wedding and its aftermath. That is Mackenzie and Jordan Bengali. I have never heard of a couple where the first date and the engagement and the wedding and the honeymoon all had such deep-rooted football or any sports themes for that matter. Chris is in Raleigh. He's thinking X's and O's. Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call. Sure, first man. of all, that couple should probably be in the Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, no kidding, saying. right? Um, let me just kind of break down a little bit 49ers and Mahomes because uh, basically that's all it is for the Kansas City Chiefs is Mahomes, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, and his Richard weapons. Sherman in the last few years since he left Seattle has been very humble, and but he's still a beast. Uh, Mahomes really hasn't faced anybody like him before. And let's talk about the Bosa brothers. I mean, Nick Bosa is going to smash him in the mouth. Um, I don't see it being two-point difference. I see if the 49ers can do what they did and throw the ball like they did, didn't do the last game, the 49ers are going to control that game, and it's going to be a two-touchdown at the very least win for them. And, unfortunately, I'd like to see Andy Reid get a Super Bowl, but it ain't going to be this year. So, you know, I'm down with the 49ers, even though they beat my former Chargers back in the 75th anniversary down in Miami. Uh, but I, I got to give it to, you know, the, the uh, soon-to-be three-time Super Bowl champion, even though he's sat two of them on the bench, uh, Garoppolo. Hey, the gamblers mostly agree with you. And even our guest, Kevin Harlan, who's going to be the radio voice of Super Bowl 54 for Westwood One, he researched what he considered 20 examples of Super Bowl matchups where one team clearly had the better quarterback and offensive skill people, and the other team clearly had the better defense and depth chart overall. And in Kevin Harlan's research, you know, the 49ers won 15 of those 20 matchups. And the Chiefs slash team with the better QB won only five of those matchups. We're back after this. I believe it is the NBA's turn in the line dance. And I don't think they can dance. I don't think they can dance as well as DG dances. And I'm only a three or a four. The David Glenn Show, weekdays at noon.